What's going on, people? It's your boy, Brandon Boston, a.k.a. B. Twice. Thank you for tuning in to the Boston Perspective Podcast. I am your gracious host. hope that everyone under the sound of my voice is doing all right, good health and spirit, having a productive work week, whatever you're doing in your life. Um... I hope it's positive and you're being a positive ray of light to everybody else. So, again, thank you all for for listening, for the people who supported, shared, all those things. I continue to appreciate it. So, I haven't gotten much feedback as far as um, duration is concerned. So, I'm not sure if these are too short. I'm not touching on enough subjects or they're just right but either way i'm gonna keep on bringing this information to you and without further ado we're just gonna jump into this episode which is episode five and it's something that is really starting to i guess a, a great word would be sadden it's starting to sadden me because you know I grew up um, seeing my grandparents be married for 59 years before one of them departed. So they had to to death do his part. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, viewing certain things in my childhood or in the adolescent stage and even into the adult phase that... I understood or agreed with, but they were able to stick in there for 59 years and uh, produce a union of, you know, five children, and they were all functional in society, and they had way less resources than we have now, and they were under one income, as my grandmother was a traditional, you know, stay-at-home um, mother and wife from my experiences. Like I said, I don't know what she did before I came onto this earth, but from 1980s when I was born uh, up until her passing in the 2000s, um, that's the role that she fulfilled, and she did it you know, quite well. Um, she wasn't the type of person that just because you were her child or grandchild or y'all was cool, she was going to sight with you you know she was for wrong is wrong right is right and that was the aspect about her I always appreciated because even if she couldn't answer my questions she would either tell me to keep living or it'll make sense one day but she never told me I was asking stupid questions or I was an inquisitive kid since a very young age I was asking questions that were beyond my my years but that was the prefix of which I've seen you know relationships happen because you know they essentially uh raised me more so her because I spent a lot of time I was like her shadow I always wanted to be around so it was like when I got older and I started wanting to get out here and date like I wanted to mimic that not necessarily I know personalities and all that are different, but just the longevity, finding somebody that, 
you know, was willing to show up to work every day with the intentions of working, not for what can happen to them. Like they chose the the um, the union over the selfish act. So like I said, I don't know what kind of things she had to endure because during that time, you know, we were told to stay in a child's place. But if she was living today, there would be a bunch of questions that I would ask just to see because I never knew what her dreams or goals were or what she wanted to do or vice versa with my grandfather. Like we just really never uh, had those type of conversations while they were, you know, alive. But, you know, just the longevity piece, the, you know, producing kids from it, you know, all of them were, you know, well-rounded. And, like, even for, for me, I, I just speak for myself because I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. But for me, she taught was how to cook, clean, um, do laundry, make a laundry list, um, all the domesticated things that you can think about. And her ideology was she never wanted us to feel that that was strictly a woman's place because that's what we saw her doing but she also wanted us to be able to be self-sufficient to be able to do these things on our own in the event we never had you know girlfriends or wives on our own so it was a tough task to deal with because while everybody was playing we had to learn you know how to do all kinds of stuff and like you know they lived on the corner so you know you can see everybody out playing and it's like man I got to wash dishes or I gotta learn how to make this she's showing you know how to cook or you know do something that didn't really like back then but as I got older I began to appreciate because it was things that would you know play back in my mind that I can be like dang like you know I didn't know that it wasn't a thing that dudes knew how to clean up and take care of themselves until I got out older and started realizing there was a lot of people who didn't have that that experience um, growing up. That's not to say that I got everything. Cause there were some things that, you know, I missed and, you know, I learned, still learning today, all trial and error. But, you know, it was that foundation. But it was, you know, a union. And it was a sense that that they needed one another. Like, my grandfather probably wasn't as glorified as much because he worked so I'm sure he missed a lot of stuff like he had to be absent because he had to bring home the the income and he would bring the income in my grandmother you know paid the bills and did whatever the case may be and he would repeat this you know daily weekly monthly yearly until you know he couldn't work anymore but it was one of those things where you know, they needed each other. His role wasn't more important than hers. Hers wasn't more important to him. But I never heard the words, I don't need you or, you know, just me from a selfish standpoint. So it brings me to this episode topic that I want to discuss because I'm starting to hear this a lot. And again, like I said, this is a manosphere type podcast. So I'm giving you this from the male's perspective. And it's one of those things where... I'm starting to believe from what I'm hearing is like we don't need each other and mainly from the woman's side. So I want to be clear on this um, for all my female listeners. Like this is not me standing on a soapbox 
telling you what you're not doing, what you ain't going to do, you know, rolling my neck, you know, talking with my hands. But, like, I'm really concerned that the voices of men just aren't being listened to. You don't have to agree with them, but it's just like, it's almost like when men are crying out, so to speak, about things that they see, want, or desire, it's like, yeah, but, or, yeah, that's cool, but I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, when are we ever going to get to an understanding that all these things essentially boil back down to accountability? And I'm going to touch on so many things when I talk, but, but for ladies, what I'm hearing from my fellas and even starting to see um, in certain situations in my life, like, I'm really starting to believe in not only y'all words, but, like, y'all actions. Like, y'all feel men now are deduced to sex or his ability to be able to provide financially. Anything outside of that, you don't need, want, care here to hear. You know, desire is just whatever you want is what you want. And if he won't do it, another guy will. And, like, this is, a like, a dangerous position to be in. And I say that only from the sense it's like I've been hearing things. Like, I was listening to um, a podcast the other day where a young lady was saying that she wants a man that's going to accept her for her. Like, man needs to accept the fact that I, you know, think she was like a dancer or something like that like I dance and I do this and I do that so the question was like okay if a man accepts that but he has his shortcomings in other areas are you willing to accept that and there was never an answer provided she just provided responses like she danced around not answering yes or no and then it boiled down to okay well if that's the case you know what I mean essentially Unless you're going to start asking dudes to be your boyfriend or husband, like, you don't control whether a dude wants to enter into a relationship with you. And like I said, I think the lines get crossed. Men will sleep with a bunch of women out here. But making them long-term, you know, girlfriends leading into wives, it's not so much. Because we look for different kind of characteristic traits, regardless of what's being perpetuated out there. But... When they were asked, when she was asked this question, she was like, they was like, well, you know, you'll change your mindset in about, you know, five to ten years. Right now you're at the peak of your, you know, your hotness, so to speak. So she was like, well, I already had that conversation. So if in five to ten years, if if I don't find anybody that's going to accept me for me, then I'm just going to go to a sperm bank and raise a kid by myself. And it's like, it was so disheartening. To hear it because it's like you're willingly ready to put yourself in a situation that statistically is proven to put you and that child in worse situations of success just because you don't want to cooperate with a guy. Like that's that's some deepness that I think like we just don't discuss because like oftentimes um, I hear from, you know, my homegirls people on social media, videos, things that I watch, like, it is always easy to say it's the man's fault. Man did this, he did that, he did that. And that's not to absolve any dude from their accountability. 
but you hardly ever hear the reverse of when women do that. And it's like, statistically, you know, you, you can argue feelings, but I'm more so of a, give me the statistics and let's deal with what stats suggest. So women, as it pertains to marriage, 75 to 80% of marriages are left by women. So if that's in marriage, I can only imagine that number is consistent in dating or maybe even higher out in the, you know, the, the, the dating world as far as percentages of women who just, you know, roll out. So with that being the case, it's like when I ask these questions, most of the times when I'm asking my homegirls, like, it's always like a feeling. It's like, well, they're not making me happy or, you know, I'm, I can do bad all by myself. And it's like, okay, well, if we break down the core things that make, like I said, like I said, I talk about this, about things leading to marriage. So if marriage is the number one reasons, or the two top two reasons that marriages end in divorce are sex and finance. And if we break that down by gender, men are in control of finances because no matter what, uh, Avenue you choose to subscribe to, whether you want to be modern and subscribe to traditional benefit, uh, traditional ways when they benefit you, or if you want to just be strictly traditional, men provide and protect. There'll never be a, a acceptance in society where that's not the case. If men just say, yo, we're not, all the things that men traditionally do, from your roads, to airplanes, to construction, delivering groceries, farmers, all the things that's needed in this world to survive. If all men just say, you know what, we don't want to be men no more. We're just going to leave it up to the women to do. But by the time that females figure it out or women figure it out, more of them will perish. Because it's just not, when you don't have to think about certain things, you tend to take it for granted. So, like, if you don't have to worry about if you flip the light switch on, electricity going to come out, or you can pull up to this house every day and not worry if the mortgage is being paid or my car going to get repossessed or am I going to be able to have entertainment in the form of, you know, cable and, and Internet, or can I just go out and do me? You tend not to concern yourself of the end result but not, I mean, you tend, to, you tend to only concern yourself with the end result and not the in-between portion that this dude might have to work 60 to 80 hours a week just to make sure his family is good. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things that go into it that gets taken for granted. And it's like, it's almost like men are deduced. It's like, it's a gift and a curse. If I can provide, then it's like, well, money isn't everything. Then if I can't provide, then it's like I'm not going to be with no dude who can't provide. So it's like we are always in a state of confusion because it just doesn't make sense from the male's perspective. It's like, okay, I go, I level up, I put myself in the top tier of what is important to men, which is what you do and how much you make doing it. So now that I'm up here in this scale, now I want to find me a suitable partner. 
And it's like, okay, in order for me to to do these things, I'm going to need X, Y, Z. And most of the times when you come to the table talking like that, it ends up being an argument. Because it's like, only in relationships do we turn naive to certain algorithms that work across all spectrums. So if I go to work for 40 hours, whatever my hourly rate is, after taxes, every two weeks I expect to hit that, get that direct deposit hit into my paycheck. So it's like when you flip that into like a relationship, if you're checking in every day, giving your all, you have a certain expectation. Like I shouldn't have to, to ask for certain things. Just like you shouldn't have to ask for certain things. And then you don't get credit for doing the bare minimums. Like communication, consideration, caring, you know, affection, all that stuff is the bare minimums to enter into a relationship. Like you don't get no cool points for doing that. It's the things that are beyond the surface. So when you talk and a person like, you know, they normally wouldn't spend certain things on themselves. So you know you know they like freaking candles or something like that so when you out and you see it, you 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 reminded of a conversation you had so you picked them up a candle it can like i said it's, it's small but it's the fact that you thought about something that y'all were engaged in and you followed through to let that person know that you were thinking about them you know what i mean that's just a small sample size but that's going above and beyond that's doing something outside of the norm where you know you deserve to be recognized for that but, like, the goal shouldn't be to do it just to get the recognition. But every now and then, appreciation goes a long way. Like, how many times has somebody, like, and like, I'm only speaking from a relationship. Like, when you're in a relationship, have a person told you, you know what, hey, I appreciate you allowing me not to worry about how I'm going to pay my, uh, if the rent is paid or not. Or, hey, I appreciate you keeping yourself in shape. Or, you know, I appreciate not having to ask you for sex. You know, you make it as a priority as I do. Like, appreciation goes a long way, but it's like we just expect the other person to know. And more so as, like, for men, it's like we just told to just work and then give back for what we worked on or work for. But it's not the same, like, with women. Like, women are charged to just, y'all able to figure it out. Because even when... You're in a union, a dude is supposed to provide a place for you to live. So, like, if both of y'all are paying mortgages before um, y'all get up under one roof, technically, as a woman, you come up way quicker than that dude can because he's still charged with paying all his normal bills plus whatever extra is going to come because his electricity bill going to be higher, the water bill going to be higher. You know, cable bill can be higher. Like if you have some children or something and you want to add channels and all that other kind of stuff. So most of the time, women have full access to their money outside of maybe having to pay the electricity. Um, if, if that's their, their thing, the groceries, maybe a utility bill here and there, perhaps her car note and maybe insurance. But for the most part, you're not paying what you would have been paying for rent. So let's just, I like to keep things simple. So let's just say you were paying mortgage or rent and it was $1,200 a month. 
You know what I mean? So, off rip, 12 times 12, we know is 144. So, we're going to do the rounding up. So, off rip, for one year, you can be 15000 up if you just put that money up. But where the problem lies is most people, or most women, I should say, that I've talked to and or dealt with don't save in that manner. So it's like, and if they do save, they save for themselves. So if you, if I'm paying all the bills, I might not be able to pay all the bills and save at a rate that's going to be significant. So if you were already 1200 up, then you could put 600 up for yourself, 600 up for me. So at the end of the day, we still have 15000 collectively. But you have 7500 I have 7500 So if something comes up, you want to take a girl's trip or you want to buy yourself something that's outside of like our agreed budget that we talk about and things of that nature, that's fine. But we know we're going to have $15,000 collectively put up. So if we, if we can put $15,000 up a year, you can do the math on that. But you know, if we if we did that in four years, you know, we got sixty thousand. So like essentially, if we can just survive, you know, the little storm because most in the black community, most uh, marriages end in divorce by five years. But if we can get to this five years, we can have at the minimum a seventy five thousand put up, just chilling. If we, you know, we played our position, but it's almost we gotten to the point to where, and I did this poll yesterday, like, um, women don't really see the value of, like, the practical choice of just being in a relationship and married. Like, society makes way more money off pushing single propaganda because you're getting two mortgages or rent, two utility bills, you know, two insurance payments you know everything so it's easy to keep people single but when you start looking at it and like i said i'm a numbers person so i'm not good at math but i understand numbers so when you look at the average median income of women in america of all women it's forty-two thousand a year what can you do if you just choose to stay single for for your life? And forty two was going to be your medium, so we give you inflation over, you know, a twenty or thirty to forty year working career. We take you to, you know, fifty. Well, I I give you fifty five. We give you fifty five to sixty. If you still got to pay your mortgage on your own. Your car note. God forbid if you got kids and you're raising these kids by yourself with no help. You got all these scenarios and situations. How much money do you think you can realistically put up to be able to retire and live a, a halfway decent life? That's not poverty stricken in your latter years in your life. When you're 65 years old, because a lot of y'all think y'all just going to be able to travel and have hot girl summers. At 65 years old, and that's just not the case because, on average, we all need about at least 
million put up to be able to survive from like 65 to 85. Let's say we live, you know what I mean, to to 85 because like you're no longer getting a consistent paycheck. You're living on Social Security, your retirement. So you need to be able to put up that that type of money to be able to sustain. And this is what, if you do everything perfect, if you don't have a mortgage payment, so all you're paying is the taxes on your house. Like if you don't have a car note, if you don't have no credit card debt, if your children are not in school, or if they are in school, they got scholarships and you're not paying for it. Like there's a lot of parameters. So practically it makes more sense for us to try to find us somebody and work it out with. But what we do is we think we have options, more so women. Women just think, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just get dude after dude, I'm going to be able to get it right. And it's like, what happens if the one dude you did have, or you did have, that was the best for you? And because of whatever your insecurities or your reasonings for that time, you can say you was young and dumb and all that. You never get an opportunity to meet that caliber of dude ever again. How are you going to, you know, navigate with just a a dude who might make the same amount that you make? Still wanting him to be the breadwinner and take care of all the things that manly men take care of. Like You may have to now work to contribute towards the mortgage or the rent. Whereas you could have had a situation where you had a dude to take care of all that. And I'm not saying money is everything. Because I know it's going to be a lot of viewers are going to be like, yo, money not everything, my happiness and all that. But we're not naive when it comes down to you need money to survive. So that's that can't be the only thing that they're bringing to the table. But if they are doing that, you have to be able to get over your emotions and feelings on certain things. Because it's just like... I liken this in the reverse for men. Ladies, I don't think y'all really understand that we don't even get treated nicely, especially black men. We don't even get treated nice. So, like, when we meet somebody who is least nice to us and shows some type of interest, if we're not careful, we look at that like that's a, a red flag. Oh, my God, she's being too friendly. Or she, But it's like... We're so used to just being mistreated, talked to any kind of way, because most of us are always told how we're supposed to treat women, whether we get it right or not. But not many of us have told, have been told, even by the women in our families or in our circle, how women are supposed to treat us. So we just accept anything because we've been told happy life, happy wife, you know, but... When it boils down to it, we put up with a lot of stuff because we don't know how we should be treated. And then we don't know how to ask for that without it coming across as barbaric. Because most of the times we aren't taught, you know what I mean, by the women in our family. Like, hey, I'm learning. You can't treat everybody the same. Because if you, that's not to say that you um, have to be jerks to certain people. But it's like when you come into the to the gate, being this quote unquote nice guy to a person who views life as like it's all about me, I'm going to take advantage of you, then you're more prone to get taken advantage of quickly. So 
it's not to say that you should be withholding information or playing games, but you want to see if that person is there for you. Like, if you go approach a person, just, hey, how you doing? I think you look nice, so it prompted me to come over here to see if I can get your number to possibly take you out sometime. Like, if that doesn't work, but then you walk into uh, Goldman Sachs or somewhere like that and come back out, then all of a sudden it's like they feel that they don't even know if you work in that building or not, but because you look like something now, now it's like I can give you opportunity. You got to learn to lead them for the streets. You know what I mean? Like a person, we always say we have this discernment and all that other kind of stuff, but when it comes to relationships, we sure sure um, don't do well at doing it. And it's like I said, that's why I want to touch bases with like, this whole do we need each other because it's like at at some point in time ladies like do y'all not see that it's not all because you can never do 100% all but if you had to look out when you're out do you not see like the attitudes and stuff that women have or even conversations the attitudes that women have towards men it's almost like we had to come already prepared and if we don't got it all figured out then nope can't work I don't want nothing to deal with you but you might not have it all figured out but you want somebody to have that patience and understanding why you you grow so it's like at what detriment are we willing to just be single for trying to find Mr. Right so to speak like are we this far removed to where we're like we're just trying to figure out or we just want somebody who gonna let us do what we want to do because everybody say they want um, somebody to hold them accountable until that person does. And it's like, what what are we what are we doing out here? And you know what I mean? It's like, it's really saddening me for like, as a guy, if the type of person that I am, like I said, I come with my own flaws and my mistakes. But it's like, if the overwhelming consensus is that all I'm good for is sex in my bank account, then what hope do I have? Because at the end of the day, I don't look towards women for the same thing they look towards me. That's what makes us different. What women can do, men can't, and vice versa. Like, I don't know a guy who cares about how much money a woman makes. We just want to know that you work. And that's why, like I said, we can meet you working as a cashier at the movie theater or Chick-fil-A. If we think you attractive, we think you attractive. We just want to know, yo, can you hold a job? Because that speaks to um, your ability to account to something. Like, how long have you been on your job? You know what I mean? Like, have you been out on your own? How long have you lived on your own? You know what I mean? Like, all these little things from your credit score to, you know, your relationships, that matters to men because it speaks to your desire to want to be accountable to something so if you can't stay on a job that means you don't have if you don't have accountability to money which is needed to survive i know for sure you're not about to have accountability to the money that i'm going to provide that you're going to want access to but you're just going to want to do whatever it is that you want to do without consequences and that just doesn't fare well for most men and like i said this is not about a dictatorship but i don't think nowadays that women are allowing men to just be men it's like 
we think differently from y'all, and it's okay. So we're going to view situations differently, and that's the direction in which we try to lead, guide, and direct. But we ask your input on certain things so we we can make sure we're involving y'all, but the, the decisions, if they fail, we got to man up and deal with that. Because like I said, there's, nobody really gives us an excuse or a way out. Like, either you got it or you don't. So it's like we, we welcome those challenges, but it's like if you want to make these decisions, then you also got to be held to the fire when they don't work because it's all good when all, as long as all of them working. But if I make a decision and it don't pan out like how we expected it to, and especially if it's dealing with something that's financial, I'm going to have to fit that bill. So, like, give me all those responsibilities. And that's why I said, like, now – because of these roles and we want equality, there's nothing wrong with equality, but it can't be equality only when it benefits you. Like back in the days, women might have been, as they deem, less educated, but they took stuff that was important to them. Now we have more education, but it's all about being independent and not being interdependent. So it's like with women having you know, less education. I'm using that for example because technically there are more women enrolled opposed to getting degrees, but that's for another subject if we're looking at statistics. But it's one of those things where women didn't have to worry about household bills. So you didn't have that stress how you was going to pay your your mortgage. And I'm speaking from the black community. Truth be told, there were more mothers and fathers in the same household. So there was really no need for child care because you were charged with imputing things into your child to give them the best opportunity until they can get into school and actually go off to school. But now it's something like it's almost like it's frowned upon to just be a mother and a wife. Like, like that's just not exciting anymore. Now you want to go have a degree, which comes with debt. So, like, if you can't pay them student loan debts back and you get with somebody... And now that you got with somebody who making a little bit of bread, now you don't want to pay no, pay um as much as you were, and you shouldn't. But it's like now those resources is going into something that you work hard to do, and you're not even using it. So it's like we have to start being realistic with ourselves. Like, what do we want out of life? Like, if you want to be a housewife, then put the time and effort. Go like take etiquette classes, learn how to speak to people. You know what I mean? Be more feminine and cooperative and just put yourself in positions for guys to to find you, so to speak. But if that's not the case and you're saying, well, that's too much work, like why go to school and get yourself in debt when that's not really what you want to do? Like invest in the thing that you want to do. That's not to say that you can't go to school and you shouldn't. But it's like, I don't think we take relationships serious. I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make. We don't invest into, like, like how many people go take classes or anything or go in groups to just try to learn about men, speaking from, from women. And the same thing, for like, for guys. Like, guys normally don't sit around and talk to each other about women. Like, we filter our questions through our homegirls, our mothers, and it's, like, those who we get our information from. So... Either women as a whole not being, they're being disingenuous with their responses or there's a disconnect some kind of way because it's like 
I'm just not understanding it. It's like I said, the more that I'm hearing that, you know, I don't need no man. Like, we in this I don't need a man uh, phase and this whole I'm independent and, you know, I can do it by myself. And that's cool up until we get into our 60s. So it's like when, when we when we get up into old age and you have nobody there to help care for you, what good is that? You know what I mean? Because it's like now... You most of the times you want to put the onus on your kids if you had some, but hell, what if they got a family? That's their priority now. So like we don't think about the selfishness that's involved into just trying to maintain being single, just because we don't want to get our shit together. That's the part that that bothers me. So I hope that you know these feelings that I feel with statistics would change but it's like man it's 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 like almost becoming hopeless to where it's like do people really want to be in these situations and relationships like do we just are we going to navigate through this world by ourselves and i only speak from the black community because it's like man we're getting murdered and lynched and all kinds of stuff out in public so it's like if we can't keep the family together or if we're not even trying to build families what are we doing? So, you know what I mean? That's that's just my thing that I hope that we haven't gotten to a point to where we're not saying, like, we don't need. Like, a person saying they don't need a, a man. Like you say, you don't see many men saying they don't need women. They might say, yo, we can't stand y'all right now because of how y'all treat. But I've never met a man. And like I said, I'm not saying this doesn't happen. I'm only speaking for me. I've never met a man in my adult life. That is uttered the words, I don't need no woman. Because everything that we do, technically, for women, if we ain't have to get haircuts and have, you know what I mean, muscles and all that kind of stuff, or if, if we ain't have to even own homes, we probably live in cardboard boxes. Wear the same clothes every day. But, like, the majority of the things that we do are for women. So it's like we never get to that point. So, like, I don't want to lose transact. Uh, I don't want to lose things in translation, but like more so, I'm trying to reach out to my my ladies, like the ones who do champion. Like stand on your convictions and and pump this this type of information to like your homegirls as well, because it's like you know this whole when we hear you don't need a man, like that's got to be. I don't have kids, but I can only imagine if I had kids and like my children's mother was like. I don't need you, or we don't need you, but all in a while having the expectation of me supposed to provide for my kids. Like, those words still hurt. Now, if I neglect my responsibility, that's still on me. But it's more difficult to put forth for that because you're verbally attacking me. Like, but if I was to say something about your parenting as a mother, then it's, it'll, it'll never have the same energy. So that's all we're just asking for is, like, Let's have the same energy. Like, if you say you don't need dudes, cool, move move around, stay out the way. You know what I mean? Like, we care less about your opinions as far as it pertains to relationships. But it's like, if you want to be in a relationship, man, do the necessary work and stop putting the blame on everybody else. This is men and women. Like, you have to be accountable. Like, if you, if you have a consistent pattern of men or women who ain't shit, you have to take accountability that you chose ain't shit men or women. 
It can't just be you jump from taking responsibility off yourself and then putting it on the other person. Because you allow, if you knew a person wasn't with some trash as a dude, if you knew this chick was some trash, and then you turned around and you put a baby in her, what sense does that make? Once you seen she was trash, just let her go. She might be a treasure for somebody else, but for you, if you seen that, why do that? And then there's, there's other scenarios where, like, you can see, uh, like, I've seen women do this. Like, you'll see that a dude is trash. You'll still sleep with him. Then you'll get pregnant. And then you'll marry him. Just because y'all had a baby, you just force yourselves into the scenario. Knowing that the dude was trash off rip, it's not going to work. Like, one thing about men, if we trash, leave us to our own reconnaissance. We'll figure it out. But y'all not going to be able to fix or patch no guy up. But dude has to want to have his grind. If he don't have that, ladies, run as far as you can. Because, like I said, a dude has to be on his square and on his purpose. Because everything he's going to bring into his circle is going to be towards his purpose. And if you trying to take him away from that, or if he don't feel you adds to his purpose, he going to let you go. And that's how you know what kind of dude that you're dealing with. But... You, you can't have it your way all the time. That's for anybody. It's like we're going to have to learn to work on our attitudes. We're going to have to learn to work on our approaches and things of that nature so we can be the best we can for somebody else so somebody can deal with us because at the end of the day, you're signing up to deal with with stuff. So look at the positive side. Like Look to fix the situation before you look to leave it. Like we got to stop looking at things from a negative aspect too. So I hope that this message can reach uh, it's all sincerity for people and we can stop this notion that we don't need each other like I'm telling y'all as a man ladies I need y'all I want to get one of y'all so I can spend the rest of my life with you know that'll come at some point in time like I'm putting in the work to do that so I'm I'm, I'm asking more questions I'm doing more things than I would before because it's something that seems like I'm realizing as I'm getting older like and I know this word is not not going to fly well, but it's like you, you you settle in to where it's like, okay, what's the alternative? Like just be smashing a bunch of chicks in my 40s or find somebody that I can navigate for however many more years I got left on this earth who's willing to be like, yo, we're going to put the marriage before everything. So let's deal with the stuff that's going to cause it to work. Let's work on the finances. Let's work on this, that, and the third. So then, you know, love and affection and happiness and all that, that can come second fiddle. But let's deal with this like it's business. Let's get the business taken care of, and then we can deal with all that other stuff will come. But I'm saying this wholeheartedly, ladies. I, I need y'all. You know what I mean? I, I haven't given up on, on y'all. I hope y'all haven't given up on us. So man, let's let's just make this 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 work in some some way, shape, or form. So I'm gonna end it right there for this episode. Um, I appreciate y'all listening. Again, across all the platforms on podcasts, whether you do Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, you can just look up the Boston Perspective and add me to it. Share it with somebody. I'm on the Boston Perspective on Instagram, Facebook. 
I'm on Facebook.com forward slash The Boston Perspective. You can go in there and like that fan page. And I'm going to start getting into the YouTube so I can post some some visuals on there so have different aspects. So I'll be getting that um, out to y'all soon as well. So I hope this message resonates with somebody. You know, you have these conversations in your social circle. Until the next time, it's your boy Brandon Boston. This is The Boston Perspective. Salute.